Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC Football Podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, as we talked about at the end of the last episode, it is already week nine. Are you uh, you okay with that? Absolutely not. I am not okay with that. <laughs> um, I, so this is a tough time of year, right? Because we're, we're getting through the weeks where you have a full slate of conference games. Like last weekend what happened to be the one weekend all year where we had a full slate of ACC teams playing ACC teams, right? Not including Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only week all season that that was going to happen. And when we get into those types of weeks every year in the ACC, I know we're in the thick of the conference schedule. And that's where we find ourselves now. And you see, you see teams starting to take bye weeks or in this case with kind of a weird schedule, you, you see teams maybe starting to take their second bye week. And you're like, man, we're really coming really right in the heart of the season. And before you know it, here in a couple of weeks, we'll be into the home stretch of the regular season, which is a pretty uncomfortable thing to say because we know how how terrible it is to go through the offseason in college football. And the offseason is still, in theory, like three months away, right, for college football. So there's a lot of football left to be played, obviously, mm-hmm. with, you know, the rest of the regular season. You got, you know, conference championship, bowl games, all that. But at the same time, like, this is the best time of year for college football right in the heart of it. We're, you know, going into the third weekend in October. And uh, this is a, a really big weekend for the ACC, obviously with some pretty big games here coming up. Yeah. I, you know, and if you really think about it from the, the timeline of the season, starting to the national championship game, we're, we're just now kind of coming up on the halfway point, you know, that this, this thing starts around Labor Day and will stretch into, uh, into the new year, you know, so it's about a four month season. Um, so it's, you know, we've still got plenty ahead of us, like you mentioned, but it's definitely going fast. It's going fast. Always um, does. It always does. So uh, as you mentioned, Mike, we had a, uh, a special slate last weekend with um, 14 ACC teams playing seven ACC games. This weekend, a little bit similar, but uh, only five games being played between 10 conference opponents. Um, Georgia Tech, my Yellow Jackets on a bye week, your Hokies on a bye week, um, NC State and Wake also on bye weeks here. So um, a little bit of a lighter slate, but still pure ACC games down here. So we got these five games. I think there's some really interesting ones to discuss here, especially the first three I'm really intrigued by. So with that being said, let's just dive right in. At 3.30 p.m. on the ACC Network Extra, not the Network Extra, just the regular ACC Network, uh, Mike, your Virginia Cavaliers, a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, taking on my Louisville Cardinals. Total is 53-and-a-half. Virginia coming off of a blowout win over Duke. Louisville coming off of getting steamrolled by Clemson, you know, taking their turn, going through the uh, through the sausage grinder there. It's This is interesting, though, to me. Louisville is a home dog and a team that can score in a, you know, a lot better than Virginia can, really. 
Remember, Virginia scored how many of their 48 points last week on drives of, you know, 21 yards, 40 yards, a kickoff return for a touchdown. You know, just because they scored 48 points, I don't think their offensive woes have been solved. Are you interested in Louisville as a home dog here, Mike? I am a little bit. Probably not enough to pick them, Joey, honestly. Um, But I am interested and intrigued by this game. Joey, I mentioned Louisville's offense going into the game against Clemson and, you know, how I was interested to see what that would look like. I'm a little bit more interested to see what it looks like going into this game against Virginia. Um, Virginia's defense overall this year has been pretty good. Uh, Louisville's defense has been pretty bad. Um, Mm -hmm. They've been okay at times, but statistically they've been pretty bad. Uh, UVA's offense, it's, I don't want to call it a work in progress, but it's inherently limited, right? Like, Running game hasn't been consistent. Don't know how often Bryce Perkins can beat you through the air when he's forced to, right? And he's contained within the pocket and absolutely has to make plays down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy who benefits most from having a run-pass balance like a lot of quarterbacks. And, you know, he's been very good at eluding pressure and making plays with his feet. But the one thing I worry about with him is, you know, if Virginia's rushing game doesn't get going and teams dial out the blitz against that offensive line, like – Bryce Perkins ends up running for his life. He's trying to compile all the yards by himself, and it becomes a lot more difficult for Virginia to move the ball. Not to say that they can't, but it becomes more difficult. Louisville's defense, in my opinion, hasn't been good enough this year to cause that to be a major problem for Virginia, if that makes sense. Um, Virginia ran the ball much better last weekend than they have really all season long against Duke. Um, that was really an impressive performance, rushing the football way until Papa averaged over five yards to carry. Bryce Perkins obviously had three touchdown runs and made an impact with his feet as he tends to do. I don't envision Virginia having as much trouble running the ball against Louisville um, or, or, or moving the ball, I'm sorry, against Louisville um, through the air as they did against Duke. Um, you know, Bryce Perkins is what, like 13 of 26, I think. It wasn't all that impressive throwing the ball, but I do think he'll have a little bit more success against this Louisville defense. Um, you know, even looking at like Trevor Lawrence last weekend for Clemson playing against Louisville, like he threw two pretty questionable interceptions on balls he probably should not have thrown, but he still finished 20 to 29, had over 250 yards passing. Like that was still a good thing, right? So Mm -hmm. I like Virginia in this game, Joey. I think they're the better team. I'm going to take them to win, um, to win this football game. You know, I do think Louisville can keep it close. I think Louisville can win and they're capable of winning this game at home. And, you know, they have plenty of guys on offense who could, you know, cause Virginia some problems defensively. But I don't love Louisville's defense against this Virginia offense, especially with the elusiveness of Bryce Bryce Perkins and his ability to make plays through the air and with his feet in this football game. You know, I I like his chances against this Cardinals defense. So uh, give me Virginia to win and to cover. Um, I do think it will be inside a touchdown, so I expect a competitive game. I would not be surprised if Louisville won at home as an underdog, but uh, give me Virginia to win and cover. I think they're the better team, much like I did a week ago when they played against Duke. One of the key personnel aspects of this game, I think, Mike, that has to be addressed that really I don't think Duke was in any position to take advantage of, but I do think uh, Louisville is is with Bryce Hall now being gone for the season, that's a huge loss, especially as as Virginia tries to defend what has been a pretty effective and dangerous Louisville receiving core. I agree. Um, I I think that's got to be accounted for. I think this is also a really interesting, unusual matchup in that Louisville's offense is the second best in the ACC if you look at the SP Plus ratings. 
Virginia's defense, second best in the ACC and, and top 15 overall in the country. Meanwhile, Virginia's offense, 12th in the conference. Louisville's defense, worst in the conference. Yep. So you've got strength on strength and weakness on weakness here. Um, so how that impacts things, I'm not really sure. I'm going to take Louisville in the points here. I don't – I, I kind of want to say that they win the game outright. I'm a little – I'm still skeptical, and I, I don't love that Virginia has had as many problems running the ball as they as they have. Um Louisville's coaching on defense, at the very least, seems like they can they can scheme away, you know, a Bryce Perkins rushing attack, and make Wayne Tulapapa kind of get something going there in the running game. And and I'm curious to see if Virginia can do it um, because it's it has really been tough sledding in a lot of these games in terms of trying to get anything from this offense other than Bryce Perkins and the passing attack. Um, I think Louisville's going to be able to score with Virginia at the very least. I don't know that they necessarily win the game, but give me Louisville in the points. Um, total's 53.5. I don't hate that to go over either. Um, with as good as Louisville is at scoring and as, as bad as Louisville is at keeping other teams from scoring. Um, yeah, and Virginia not having their best player defensively. Um, you know, it didn't matter as much against Duke, but this is the first real passing offense with talented receivers that we've seen. I mean, you can't really label Duke as that at this point. Right. Yeah. So I, I think we disagree on this one here a little bit. I, this is a, this is a really critical game for Virginia though. You have to say, um, if they're, if their aspirations of winning the coastal division are going to come true, they have really got to win this game. Um, this is, this becomes very important as they've got North Carolina and Virginia tech kind of on their heels. So <laughs> get it. Tar heels. Oh yeah. Good one. Got them. Uh, so yeah, give me a little on the Let's points, on, but Mike, I think noon, you're on ESPN, UVA to win by at least four. But I think we agree Hurricanes, this should be a competitive on the close road, game, and, and, and on probably the expect Panthers this to be the I best game of the week in the ACC. Before the season, oh, yeah. which means that, that Miami was going to be a five-point underdog at Pittsburgh. Meanwhile, like Boston College is going to keep it close against Clemson. What would that have told you? Would you believe me first of all? And second of all, like what would that have told you about either of these teams? I mean, it would. For, I would not have believed you, but also it tells me a lot about the state of Miami right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is how far it's fallen. And if you had told me that a month ago, yeah, I would have been surprised on one hand. But on the other hand, I would have figured that Miami lost a couple of games they probably shouldn't have, mm-hmm. or Pitt has looked unreasonably good. And Pitt never looks unreasonably good. So we knew that Miami <laughs> had to lose some games they shouldn't have because they do that every year. Yeah. Um, so you knew it was one of those two scenarios. I'm I'm always game with Miami losing a few games that they shouldn't. Um, Joey, I like Pittsburgh. Um, now this is it's kind of a weird thing to say because Pittsburgh is not really a team I necessarily trust. I mean, you called them in the in the recap for Week Eight uh, that we recorded the other day. I mean, you called Pittsburgh a really annoying team, right? Like <laughs> good defensively. The offense isn't really all that great passing or running, but they like do enough to get the job done against like average competition, which is what they're basically playing every week in the ACC. Can, can I add one thing to that, by the way? You know, the Please one do. thing that I realized about Pittsburgh as well, they are five and two this year. I believe their cumulative point differential in those seven games that they've played, Pitt is plus one in points. <laughs> they have scored one more point than they've allowed, if I'm remembering that correctly. So that's a nice little addition to this Um, that, you know, whatever, just the more, you know, again, it's frustrating. Like what the hell? Come on. Yeah. They've, they've scored 156 points. They've allowed 155. Yeah. That sounds about right. That's very Pittsburgh. (laughs) 
That's very Pittsburgh. Um, Joey, not to get a little off topic here, not you know, we're watching the World Series as we record this. Patrick Corbin's in for the Nationals. So hmm. it's a little curious there. Because once again, the Nationals only trust about three pitchers on their staff. So we'll see how that goes over a seven-game series. But in any case. But I digress. Um, yeah, so Joey, I like Pittsburgh here. Um, more consistent defensively. Offensively, still don't really trust them. But do you trust Miami's defense? Like, I mean, I, I just watched that the same performance you just watched, right, with Georgia Tech and how they ran the ball. And, you know, the, Miami's complete and total inability to tackle anybody. Um, mm-hmm. Miami is going to be as talented or more talented than most of the teams they play. But until they put it together on the field for four quarters on a consistent week-over-week basis, I'm not going to pick them to win anymore. I picked them to win the division. They're not going to do that. They have a better chance of finishing last in the division than they do finishing first at this point, um, which isn't really a crazy statement to make. They already have four total losses, and they've been pretty ugly in the ACC going one and three to date. I like Pittsburgh. I think they win. I think they keep it going. Do they cover? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'll take Miami to cover, I guess. And I'll just say it'll be close just because I don't think Pittsburgh's offense can necessarily pull away from anybody right now. Right. But um, on, on the, by the same token, like I don't trust Miami's offense or defense well enough right now to be like, yeah, you know, Miami wins this game, big upset, whatever. Um, give me Pittsburgh. I'm just over here laughing at the idea that Miami is currently one in three in conference and that puts them tied with Georgia Tech, except Georgia Tech has the tiebreaker. <laughs> like, <laughs> Miami's buried in the basement. Oh, man. What a time to be alive. Um, Didn't see that coming, did you? Yeah, not at all. Well, so, I mean, there's so much of this game, Mike. You figure there's a huge letdown factor or the, you know, quote, let Georgia Tech beat you twice factor of you, you just played a home game and now you got to go all the way up to Pittsburgh, which has been a little bit of a house of horrors for you as Miami. Um, you're you're trying to pick yourself up emotionally after losing a game that you knew you had no business losing. Um, you're kind of seeing the season go down the drain a little bit. Your coach is talking about how you're in a rebuild, no matter what a load of crap that really is. Like, there's not a lot of anything good to say about where Miami's at coming into this game. It's a bad spot for them in every way, shape, and form. Everything tells me to take Pittsburgh in this game, except one thing, and that's the SP+. SP Plus uh, says Miami should be favored in this game. So the fact that they're catching five here, even on the road and even in this whole spot, maybe this is where we sit here and say the stats don't capture everything. SP Plus still really likes Miami. And if you think about it, as you know, as much as, as Pittsburgh has had some issues on offense and as Kenny Pickett has had being any sort of efficient in the passing game, Miami's defense, while they will miss tackles at times, they're still capable you know, there's there's a lot of potential there that they could cause a lot of chaos in the Pittsburgh backfield. Um, I, I I'm I'm tempted. I I, Play I think it safe. what's that? Play it safe. Do what I did. Yeah. Play it safe. Take Miami in the points and Pittsburgh outright. Yep. Yeah, Play Pittsburgh in a close one. I don't know. There's the other piece of like, can Miami move the ball consistently on Pittsburgh? And I really kind of don't think they can. So. It, it basically becomes an issue of can Miami's defense set up their offense with some shorter fields uh, via turnovers or uh, kind of pinning Pittsburgh deep and, and making them punt from their own end zone kind of thing. I, yay, 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 yay. Um, yeah, let's go with Miami and the points. Um, again, the idea that Miami probably should be favored in this game um, by 
more than a point or two as well. If you look at the SP plus ratings, which again, continues to really like Miami, but um, yeah, let's go with the Canes. I'll take the Canes to cover mostly because I don't think anybody would. And um, SP plus says I should. So Pittsburgh wins outright, maybe a three to four point win. Maybe, maybe Miami wins this thing outright. I don't know. This this feels like this is like the real get weird potential of the weekend. Yes, for sure. Oh, it'll get weird. I mean, it always gets weird up in Pittsburgh at mm-hmm. Field, Always. By the way, totals forty five here. Both defenses better than both offenses. I that says take the under, but again, the get, the get weird factor it might go over. Yep. Yeah, the get weird factor has me not even touching this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. I mean. Logic tells you under, which means this has to go over because Pittsburgh, Miami. I mean, we talk about ACC games getting weird every week, but Pittsburgh, Miami always has a way of getting weirder than it should. Always. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure it does. It really does. All right. We're both on Miami and the points here. Um, and just this one. Yeah. Keep an eye out for this one because this is probably going to go sideways in some form or fashion. Let's move on. Four o'clock on the ACC Network Extra. Mike, the Duke Blue Devils. A three-and-a-half-point underdog in Chapel Hill against the North Carolina Tar Heels that have to come back from Blacksburg, suffered a, an emotional, lengthy loss uh, there to your Hokies. Duke coming off a blowout loss to Virginia. And yet, only a three-and-a-half-point underdog here. Does that stink to you a little bit? Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, it does. But... I mean, logic, again, we, we use logic when we when we try to break down these games, which is a dangerous thing to do mm-hmm. in the ACC. Um, with all that being said, look, North Carolina played an emotional game last weekend. I can understand, like, the letdown factor, right? But on the other hand, it's a rivalry game. It's a game they love to win every year. They always get up for the Duke game. Duke's offense right now, I don't – trust any part of it i don't trust the running game i don't trust quentin harris throwing the ball um i really just don't trust duke's offense at all north carolina on the other hand on the other hand i trust sam howell even though he looked bad at times last week i look it's a weird thing to say because duke dominated virginia tech less than a month ago but i now trust virginia tech's defense more than i trust duke's defense to create pressure and make Sam Howell feel uncomfortable. It's a really weird thing to say, considering the outcome when those two teams played each other, but that's kind of where we're at right now, given what I just watched in Lane Stadium last Saturday in person, watched it, and then what I've seen now recently out of Duke really since that game against Virginia Tech, they've really just kind of fallen off. It was like that was that win defined their season. Now they just really haven't been any good since then. They haven't moved the ball well. North Carolina has. North Carolina's defense, by the way, not all that good, so I'm not discounting Duke completely, but I just don't really trust the Blue Devils' offense right now to do anything, even against a bad North Carolina defense. I think Duke can score. I don't think they can score enough to keep up with North Carolina. I think North Carolina has too much firepower offensively. Tar Heels are at home. The fans will actually sell out Keenan Rell Stadium, right? Like, not Keenan Rell Stadium, just Keenan Stadium, right? Is that correct? I don't know. Um, Keenan Reynolds played for Navy. He was a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's there. Hold on. Yeah. It's, it's just Keenan Stadium. I'm like 90% sure. Yeah, anyway, that sounds North right. Carolina okay, yeah, fans just listening to this are screaming at me. They're like, Keenan Reynolds, you idiot. He played quarterback <laughs> at Navy. You covered the ACC. What an idiot. Um, Keenan whatever. Memorial Stadium. 
Ah, okay. There's a memorial in there. So yeah, whatever. I butchered the last name. Forgot the memorial. Yeah, <laughs> give me a break. Um, hey, he was a really good quarterback. Anyway, he deserves a memorial. I agree. He was damn good. Um, and I met him at a event once, which was a little awkward and out of out of the norm. Anyway, um, North Carolina wins. I think I disagree. I think I disagree. Um, yeah. Why? I feel like this is kind of a bad matchup for North Carolina. Why? So, again, if there's anything you trust on Duke's offense right now, it's their ability to run the ball. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're going to bust out some triple option. They're going to, you know, do their thing. I mean, I, I don't trust Clinton Harris slinging the ball down the field, but I, I think that they can matriculate the ball, running it at least. And, and I... I tend to trust the coaching that they're going to get from David Cutcliffe. There's a reason that this number is as low as it is. I'm, yep. I'm suspect. Um, Rivalry game, North yeah. Carolina letdown factor after last week. Emotional game, they're losing. And, yep. and I mean, we we talk some trash about Duke's offense, you know, but look at the games that they've played in the ACC. Even I mean, go your your last six games that Duke has played, points scored 45 against NCAA and T. Fine. 41 at Middle Tennessee State, fine. 45 against Virginia Tech, 30 against Pittsburgh, 41 against Georgia Tech, and now 14 against Virginia. There's only one outlier there, and it's what we saw last week. You know, so we can say what we will about them, and and there there are some issues with Duke's offense, but they have put up points at times, you know, especially when their defense is able to generate them some opportunities. Um, I think Duke's still getting some really good coaching on, on the defensive side of the ball. Sam Howell prone to a mistake here or there. He's He's been good, but he's pr- prone to mistakes. Um, I'm just going to lean into this one here. I'm going to take Duke outright. Um, I think Duke wins this game. It's a rivalry game. Something's going to get weird somewhere. But give me the Blue Devils. I don't know, know that I necessarily have a great reason that I really think this. Um, for what it's worth, SP Plus has them basically even. Um, they're like a couple spots apart, you know, meaning they're – hundreds of a, of a point separated, you know, and so North Carolina getting three for, or given three for being at home is about what you'd expect. Um, but I think I kind of like Duke here for a couple of minor reasons, but nothing really all that, uh, all that uh, sturdy or sufficient. I don't know. There's a word there I'm looking for, but uh, give me Duke in the points and give me Duke outright. And Mike, it sounds like you're on UNC to win and cover. I am. Go heels, baby. Um, note to the listener for those who are trying to figure out: Do they want to follow Joey's picks or Mike's picks? You want to follow Mike's picks. You do. Yeah, that is a proven fact this year: is that my my picks and my gut has been not nearly as effective as Mike's gut. It's made me money, so why would I steer you wrong? <laughs> that is precisely correct. Uh, totals fifty four and a half, maybe yeah. under. Maybe. Rivalry uh, game. I don't really feel strongly about that one way or another. Playing unders in North Carolina games is, you know, at your own risk right now. Yeah, play under until it goes to six overtimes. Then you wish you were dead, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but No kidding. All right, let's move on. 3.30 p.m. on ESPN2. I don't know how many ESPN2 games we've had this year. Not many. No. The Syracuse Orange, a 10.5 point underdog on the road in Tallahassee at Florida State. Totals 57.5. I think you got to go with Florida State here, Mike. Florida State needs this win so badly, and Syracuse is so pretty clearly the, the second worst team in the ACC. 
I don't know how they go on the road and move the ball. Maybe there's a quarterback change, but I haven't heard of anything yet. Um, it, it seemed like things went a little better for them last week after they changed quarterbacks, but is it enough to beat a team that's going to be desperate like Florida State playing at home? There's already some chirping about Willie Taggart's job. There was an article going around that there's been some discussions already between the AD and Willie's agent and some things. I mean, Florida State's desperate for a win. I've got the Knowles here to win uh, pretty comfortably against what I think is a pretty bad Syracuse team. I like Florida State to win. I actually like Syracuse to cover. Um, There's no reason why they should, but I have a hard time trusting Florida State to cover double-digit spreads right now, and that's the only reason why I'd I'd lean Syracuse on the cover. But I don't see any reason why Florida State doesn't win outright. Um, So if you want to just play some money line bet with bad odds, go ahead. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think Syracuse wins this game, Joey. That would be a surprise for me. Uh, Florida State – there are, I mean, I mentioned this on the on the recap a couple days ago, Joey. This this is a team um, in Florida State that has impressed me with how they've played at times, but then there are other quarters during a game where I'm like, man, this is like could be even worse than last year in parts. So it's like this weird dynamic that you see where you don't really get consistency out of the team for all four quarters. That's a coaching thing. That is a experience thing at several positions but you know overall i do think they've taken a step forward from a year ago and that's a low bar i get that you know florida state i think is certainly you know still capable of making a bowl game this year which is something they didn't do last year again a low bar for a program that's you know historically been very good but Syracuse has been so just so bad right now offensively, Joey. Um, they can't really seem to get themselves into a rhythm. Their defense is actually worse um, than their offense, which at the outset of the season wouldn't have been a surprise. But with how poorly the offense has played, it's even a shock right now to still say the defense is worse than the offense because the offense has been surprisingly terrible. So, yeah, I like Florida State to win. Could they cover 10 and a half? Yeah, sure. But they haven't put it together in four quarters enough to really convince me that that's a that's a doable thing and something I'm willing to put money on. So I'm going to take Syracuse to cover, but I think Florida State wins outright. Picking Florida State to cover double digits does feel like a bit of an irresponsible decision for what it's worth. A lot. It's a lot. I mean, you know, you see how they play over a course of four quarters of a football game. It's like two quarters they should cover by a couple scores and then – Two quarters, it's like, man, why wasn't Syracuse favored by ten and a half, right? Yeah. So that's kind of the dynamic you're playing with. Yeah. Fort Worth SP Plus has Florida State not quite three points better than Syracuse. Um, yeah. So home field advantage, maybe six and a half would be a, an appropriate spread. But um, So this is a little bit inflated by those metrics. Why do we why do we keep doing this, Mike? Why do I keep betting Florida State after I've sworn them off time after time after time? I can't quit Florida State. I don't know why it is. The only thing I would bet in this game is Florida State money line, and you're not going to get good money on that or odds or anything like that, really. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, don't bet on inconsistent teams to cover large spreads. That's kind of a rule of thumb I try to go by. Even if they end up covering, it's probably best you didn't bet it. Man, if you want to get like start digging real deep, I wonder what the Syracuse team total is. I might bet under that. Maybe, depending on what it is. I don't know. That doesn't usually get posted until the morning of, so you can't really see. Yeah. Before you know, you're on page four of Incognito, you know, trying to figure <laughs> out where, the, uh, where these bets lie. Uh, yeah. Don't be like me. 
Don't be like Don't me. be like Joey. Please don't. Not recommended. All right, I'm on Florida State to cover 10.5 for better or worse. And Mike has Syracuse taking those points, but probably Florida State outright. And just probably leave the total alone. 57.5 is... Uh, oh, God, definitely leave that alone. Seems fine, yeah. Lean, lean under, I guess, if you want to, but... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. All right, last one, Mike. 7.30 on the ACC Network. The Boston College Eagles, the dudes, they're on the road taking on this little startup called the Clemson Tigers. I'll uh, be there. You'll be there, yeah. Dudes are a 34.5-point underdog. Total's 58.5. Um, Clemson minus anything? Nah. No? No? You're taking those points? 34.5? At night in Death Valley? I mean, yeah. Boston College on a backup quarterback. I'm taking those points. Okay. Taking those points, dude. 34 and a half is way too many with Clemson right now. I, I took Clemson with a large spread against Mack Brown in North Carolina about a month ago, and I told myself I wouldn't take Clemson with that large of a spread again. I think there were 29-point favorites in that game, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm taking BC to cover. I mean, I – I don't expect it to be all that competitive, but 34 and a half is a ton. And I don't care that BC has a backup quarterback. Clemson's offense, Joey, for as good as they've been at times, they've also had points during the game where they're like kind of get a little bored, Mm -hmm. right? And they don't, even if they're not bored, they're just not as consistent as they probably should be. Um, Give me BC to cover. I mean, you realize that Clemson just last week beat a team by 35 points a team that previously beat Boston College, and Clemson did that on the road. Like, do I think they can come home and beat that Boston College team by at least 35? Yeah, I do. I think they're going to. I, I don't know what you hang your hat on with Boston College right now. I mean, I guess it's got to be the rushing attack, but who do you really like yeah, running the ball? Ran for 400, they just ran for 400 yards last weekend. Sure so. they did, but who do you really like running the ball under the teeth of a Clemson defense? Like, that like nobody does that, right? I mean, Texas A and M couldn't do it. Who else has Clemson played of merit? That might be about it. Um, That's about it. I'm not even sure Texas A and M is of merit at this point. Yeah, they, they're kind of not. Unfortunately, um, I, I'm on Clemson. Clemson minus anything. Don't get in the way of that train in my mind. Uh, we've been saying since they came back from the bye week the last couple weeks, they're back into war machine mode. I'm sticking with that. Uh, give me Clemson, big. Okay. What do you think, like 42 to 3 or something? Could be. Um, okay. I don't hate 45 to 10 uh, uh, matching last week's scoring mark. You know, I I think Clemson's going to put up plenty of points here against a, a decidedly lackluster Boston College defense. They rank 94th in SP+, plus, by the way, defensively. Clemson, 12th on offense. What does uh, SP+, plus have the spread at? Uh, let's see, about 28 points. Cover, baby. Yeah, so they have Clemson as about 25 points better on a neutral field and then add maybe three, I don't know, maybe even four for Death Valley, so 28-29. So, yeah, getting a a few points of value by that metric with Boston College, but you know what? If you want them, Mike, you can have them. All yours. Hey, I'm not saying it will be competitive. It definitely will not be competitive. Mm -hmm. I just want to make that clear. Yeah, for sure. I think they could cover five touchdowns. Yeah, I think it's fair. All right. I would not be surprised either way, Joey. I would not. That's a lot of points, but nothing surprised to me at this point. 
Really would not recommend being surprised by anything that happens in this game. Um, don't please don't bet. Please don't bet it. Don't bet this game. Mike, uh, we got to come up with a pick of the week here, and I'm not really sure how many of these games we really like anything to do with betting either way. I know. I hate all these. I hate everything about it. Virginia's a three and a half point favorite at Louisville. Miami's a five point underdog at Pittsburgh. Duke's a three and a half point underdog at North Carolina. Syracuse a ten and a half point underdog at Florida State. Boston College a thirty four and a half point dog at Clemson. I think I'm on Virginia minus three and a half. Interesting. Okay. That's my pick of the week. All right. Again, it's just Louisville's defense. I don't really trust them. I totally hear you with Louisville's receivers and Virginia's secondary and losing Bryce Hall. This is the first time they're really tested. I hear that completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think whoever ends up playing quarterback for Louisville will be able to get those receivers the ball. I just don't love Louisville's defense against Virginia. I think they find a way to score. And, I, you know, Virginia by a touchdown is – copper town so i'm good with that let's see implied score here would be like 29 26 totals 53 and a half 29 26 maybe 28 25 something like that give me the over in that game nice give me over 53 and a half in uh virginia and louisville this game again in louisville for what that's worth so cards are at home Remind me, did you take Louisville outright? I did take uh, – no, no, no. I'm um, taking Louisville in the points. Louisville I was really points. tempted to take Louisville outright. Um, gotcha. I've taken Duke outright, and I wanted, I thought about taking Louisville outright, but I think I stick with the Cavs just in a, in a very close one. I think they, they continue working towards winning the division. <clears throat> Again, for what it's worth, like, I would not be surprised if Louisville won this game outright. So for this to be my pick of the week, it tells you that I am not really all that into any of these. Yeah. As currently constituted, like any of these best. Yeah. Not really comfortable with them at all. That's been a, a lot of it this year, I think, is I looked back and realized that the first year or so that we did this podcast, I, I felt like at least me, but maybe both of us were really good at our picks and it's gotten significantly worse. You've, you've managed done, you know, done really well this year, but me, not nearly as much. And, and a lot of that has to do, I think, with just the general inconsistency you're getting week over week with, uh, a lot of these teams. So, in my case, Joey, a blind squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> well, that's what they say. Uh, Louisville, right now, as we record this on Tuesday evening, by the way, looking like a uh, money line of plus one forty-five. So around, you know, you know, bet ten dollars, win fifteen, kind of situation. I don't that's know. Uh, what I got on Virginia Tech money line last Saturday. So yeah, yeah. don't hate it. Yeah. Worth considering. Home dog? Yeah. Um, over is hit in two of their last three and three of their last five, but um, last week went a little bit under with Clemson just by a little bit. So, I don't know. Louisville, uh, one of those potentially secretly Big 12 teams, so keep it up. Um, I'm going to go over 53.5 in that game, but oh, yeah. don't love it. Uh, Mike, that's all I got on week nine. Anything else before we uh, work our way out of here and go finish watching this World Series game? Short week. Yeah. Short week. All these games on Saturday. Um, only five of them to be spoken of. 
definitely have been a couple of uh, relatively short previews this year as the, uh, you know, as, as things would go. Previous years, there's been a lot of these, like, week six out-of-conference games, you know, week eight games with Notre Dame, like, things like that that kind of stretch these things out. But, yeah, it's been a couple of uh, shorter previews tossed in this season, so. It's kind of something different. Helps us helps us with the podcast fatigue that we inevitably hit around the month of November. Oh yeah, oh that's for sure. Um, I, I'm not really complaining here. No, it makes it easier to keep up with each of these games as they get played too, when there's fewer fewer of them to keep track of. So that's another plus. Less going on helps. Less going on does help. All right, Mike. Uh, let's get out of here. We're gonna go watch these games. Uh, we'll come back and recap them. Um, in the meantime, they can find us on Twitter. I'm at FTRS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel CFB, and together we're at BC Podcast ACC. Y'all can send us an email with your questions, your comments, your concerns to the longest email address known to man, basketballconferencepodcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Thank you. Uh, and by the way, shout out Cam Underwood for the great email that we got from him a week or two ago after the loss to Virginia Tech, where uh, he really just reinforced his feelings about how that game all went and uh, what he thinks of us. So. Mike, you suck. Joey, you suck. This sucks. And then it was basically just Cam's email signature. So. Yeah, which is something about bleepity bleepity bleep. Can't believe we bleep and lost to Virginia Tech. So go ACC to that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike, they can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Stitcher, Spotify, the Overcast app, and most importantly on the Anchor app. Please go find us there. And Mike, you want to tell them where they can find us on the social medias? Facebook, facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review. Find all of our podcasts there, Joey. Please do. Please do. We really appreciate those who have. And please share us with your friends if you can. Um, we know you've got ACC friends out there. Maybe they didn't even go to your school. They went to some other bizarre institution like Wake Forest or Ooh, man. Florida Watch State out. or something crazy like that, right? Share us with your friends. We want we want other listeners. We want more friends to uh, follow and send us questions and do all those fun things. So please do that. 100%. Mike, that's all I got. Anything else before we get out of here? I think we're good, man. Let's go watch these games. Should be interesting. Hell yeah. Uh, you want to come back and recap them after you get back from Death Valley? I do, man. I'm interested to see how this Death Valley experience is this weekend, so it should be good. Absolutely. Enjoy your trip. Um, enjoy the atmosphere there. It's a night game, so that'll be extra fun. Um, so enjoy. We look forward to the report back on how things went. Hell yeah. All right. All right. Well, until next time, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Enjoy the Week 9 action. And until next time, go ACC. Go ACC.